Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to Hoovering, the podcast about eating. I'm Jessica Fosterkew. Here I'm joined by an interesting soul for snacks and sometimes full-blown banquets. We share conversation and confessions, not just about food, but about gobbling it up, or if you will, hoovering. Hey there, wonderfuls. We've got a funny, fascinating and fizzy episode right here with comedian and fount of interesting, clever stuff, Nabil Abdul-Rashid, who took time out of his tour, and he is on tour right now with his show The Purple Pill, to meet me for a really fit breakfast in Beckenham. First, though, as ever, a few quick bits of urgent business. Bit one... I'm touring a brand new show from the start of next year called Metal. And fittingly, the tour is going to be epic. It's going to be hard work. <laughs> I'm really going to put a shift in and come as close as I possibly can to as many of your homes as is humanly, physically possible. Also, fittingly, right now, I'm working so hard to make it the funniest and best it can be. So I'd be honoured to have you come along to it. You're my favourites if you listen to this. Tickets go on sale next week at the end of October. And if you sign up to my brand spanking new mailing list, you might even get early access to them. I know. Links in the podcast notes and also on my Instagram, at Jessica Fosterkew. Bit two, urgent business bit two. This feels like a formal meeting. God, I feel grown up. A big thank you and shout out to my patrons. You're the lifeblood of the podcast. If you have a spare few quid a month, please look at becoming one as well, will you? Go to patreon.com forward slash the hoovering pod. They've just revamped the website and it's looking very jazzy on there. And um, yeah, if you join up, uh, I'll swap you loads of exclusive content and discount live tickets and even early and ad free episodes and bespoke videos all for as little as £2 a month. And uh, you'll be helping us to fund this wonderful beast. If you've got no spare wedge, that is also fine. Just bung us a five-star review and maybe tell someone you don't hate to start listening to the podcast. Okie dokie, thank you. Okay, let's have this actually really exciting and at times slightly close to, I'm going to use the word, edgy episode. Nabil and me met for an outstanding midweek mega breakfast at a really lovely place in Beckenham called M's Kitchen. We had a ball and you're about to too. Are you ready to talk about eating? I'm always ready to talk about <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for doing my silly podcast. I've got a new opening question. Okay. It's quite soppy. Okay, well, let's go. Um, what's a thing that you cook that when other people eat it, you know they know that you love them? 
it would be uh, any of my fish dishes. Really? fish is so easy to get wrong. Yeah. So if, if I make fish for you, then I like you. You've taken a risk. Yeah, especially either my grilled fish or my Brazilian fish stew. If I make either of those things for you, you've done well. I mean, I bet grilled fish ends up more complicated than Brazilian fish stew, but I want to know what Brazilian fish stew is. I've got no idea. Oh, so um, it's actually like a descendant of... Thank you. Mm, lovely, thank you. Yeah, strong black coffee. Yeah. Mm. So it's, uh, it's a descendant of Nigerian fish stew. Okay. Uh, because, uh, as we know, the Portuguese borrowed some labour. Uh, <laughs> That's nice to hear they intended to give yeah, it back, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they, they kindly uh, took some human resources, helped themselves confidently. Thank you. And uh, a lot of them brought with them the knowledge of food, uh, dance, music, all that stuff. You know, all the yeah, stuff yeah, that yeah. makes Brazil, Brazil, yeah. make Brazil cool. Yeah. Yeah, you're welcome, Brasileiro. Boa. Anyway, so, so um, yeah, and they brought their knowledge of cooking. So, like, if you go to, like, the north of Brazil, Bahia, a lot of the food resembles ours. Yeah. And um, one of the God, things... God, that's so interesting. Yeah, man. I mean, to be honest, it's across the Caribbean as well. Uh, and America, anywhere that, you know, those of us who, dis- you know, slaves were taken, the food is distinctly different. That's why um, soul food and Cajun food and all this stuff is different, you know. So, um, yeah, the, the, the fish stew, you need onions, tomato, garlic, chilies... Uh, a white, strong white fish of your okay. choice. And palm oil, which I know to hipsters is a swear word, but um, not all palm oil is gained from uh, making orangutans homeless. Because yeah. you know, I had to use it on flipping um, MasterChef. And they're like, palm oil, you monster. And I'm like, fuck off. Like, no, it's all about context. It's like, it, I think, wish people understood it's, it's, why are you putting palm oil in Biscoff? That's the issue. Yeah, and they'll palm eat the Biscoff while... Palm oil is... It's like, I was back. It's a bit like MSG. It's just having us might be, but don't. Yeah, they need something to be angry about. Yeah, you know, and I, it's like I remember being backstage with this one comic, and uh, <laughs> he was complaining about Canada Goose while flicking through his iPhone. It was about any minute is to a Canada Goose. I said, but you don't mind using the iPhone. He's like, I said, you do realize that that coal town is mined by like little yeah. kids in Congo. Yeah, oh, fuck them. They can't fly, right? And he was like. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> hipster meltdown, hipster meltdown, hipster, you know. Um, so yeah, um, palm oil. <laughs> <laughs> that that one ingredient um, had like yeah. a whole bit of material around yeah. it. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> um, palm, palm oil is uh, king, and coconut milk. Mm. And you kind of does it matter which sort of chilies? No, because I mean, um, not everyone can handle hot food. Yeah. Uh, so you know, some people even bypass chili altogether. What? Um, personally, oh, I feel so sorry for them. Yeah. See me, I'm a typical Nigerian. So even for breakfast, chili finds its way into my plate. Like in our omelets. I'm not a typical Nigerian, but I also. I heard I'm... differently. I heard. I heard <laughs> you know, you have all the qualifications. You know, <laughs> well, I really like a spicy breakfast. That's pretty. And much you have it, a right? long name. <laughs> and I have a long name. <laughs> That no, no one can say. The only thing missing now is do you answer questions with a question? Because a true Nigerian always answers questions with a question. You know, like, Mom, are you okay? Why are you asking? You know, just, I'd never get a straight answer. Curious. It's just curiosity. Mm. Can't help it. Your question inspired another question. I, I feel like, oh, well, I've already... I knew that this one would be like... Across rolling waves of education for me. And I've already oh, heard so you're making me blush. But, um, so, I've got really bare basics, but I'd love to know how your faith, because you're properly practising. Depending on who you ask. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, no, um, so um, how, does your, um, how does your faith affect how you eat? Yeah, I mean, you know... Our faith, like some people might say, oh my God, that's so restrictive, but our faith has guidance and everything. Yeah, but, but, but isn't it up to like, you know, different people have different... different interpretations. Yeah, totally. And also, some people might go, well, I'm going to follow this bit, not that bit. I'm yeah, going to not drink, people. but I might occasionally eat pork, or I'm going to... Like, it depends I mean, where you yeah, are in the world. You, you rarely... But yeah, you find anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I, I met a vegan that ate meat every day, but said he was, <laughs> he was vegan. <laughs> 
I'm like, you know that I can see you. Like, you. That's bizarre. No. So, no. So, what, for your faith, for you, does it mean in terms of eating? I mean... Also, I want to know about all the really exciting celebratory eating and stuff. Oh, sure, yeah. So, like, from, um, first of all, Better Basics... Oh, my God. This is massive and glorious. Thank you. Whoa, come on. Thank you very much. Oh, man. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, so, um... It's gorgeous. This looks fit. Wow. Also, hats off to the size of your salts and peppers. I've only just realised how massive they are, and that is joyful. (laughs) Thank you. Um, Thank you. If these were TV channels, this would be like Channel 4. That's Dave, my ass fucking dying. Yeah, you've got Dave. I love full English. Halam, full English, just in case the Haram yeah, yeah, are listening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um, on a, so, bare basics. Yeah. Uh, how my faith affects what I eat is yeah. literally what I can and can't eat. Right. Um, you know, so... <laughs> Loud pepper crackles. Obviously, I don't um, consume no. alcoholic. Thank you. Okay. Alcoholic beverages. Yeah. Um, no pork on my fork. No <laughs> pork on my fork. Shame about your knife. No swine. No wine. Just, that makes it sound <laughs> like you're just having to get a sausage on, like balancing it on a knife, yeah, and then you're allowed. Use your elbows. It. Yeah. So um, <laughs> we're not allowed to eat certain things unless there's absolutely nothing else to eat, and our life is in danger. Right. Okay. Then you're allowed, but otherwise. We're meant to steer clear of certain uh, things. Shellfish? No. Shellfish depend on the school of thought. Okay. So I um, follow the school of thought uh, known as the Maliki school of thought. Right. Which means anything from sea or from water. Halal. Okay, great. So shellfish, octopus, squid, whatever we can have that. Yes. But um, other than that, mainly grazing animals. Right, okay. Um. Beef, lamb, yeah, um, mm. chicken, mm-hmm. uh, no rodents. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, no, no disrespect to people in East London, but you know. Uh, no. <laughs> I like the caveat that your life's in danger. I think that that is the only time I'd want a rodent either. Come the apocalypse, we'll have a conversation. <laughs> but until then, I hear you. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Then also, like, the practice around our eating, it has to be meat. Like, mm-hmm. if you're eating a meat product, it has to have been killed a certain way mm-hmm. and also reared a certain way, similar to the kosher of our cousins, mm-hmm. the Jews. Yeah. Uh, very similar diet requirements. Yeah. And yet, even when it comes to our cooking, you know, Islamically, if I cook and you smell the food yeah. and I make you hungry, I'm sinful if I don't offer you some. <gasps> I meant to share. Oh, man. Oh, what a lovely ethos. That's so nice. Your God, barbecue season's a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> Do you literally have to offer something to everyone who walks past like, oh, God, okay, come in. Oh, it's a really busy house all summer. There's a lot of heavy emphasis on, like, thinking about those that don't have. Yeah, that's very needy, lovely. The wayfarer, yeah. that sort of thing. Okay. So um, every year we donate food. I've run supported housing organisations, mm-hmm. uh, food kitchens, things mm-hmm. like that. Because our faith teaches us to feed the needy. Yeah. It's something that my parents made me do for when I was young as well. Mm-hmm. So not directly how I eat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. influences. Where I could be better is how much I eat. Because really, Islamically, you're only supposed to fill two-thirds of your stomach. Are you? Yeah. I'd really struggle with that. Also, uh, it's really hard I. to quantify that. <laughs> it's so hard to quantify that. I just had a week in America for work, so I've got a much bigger stomach now. So I think I'm allowed a bit more. <laughs> oh. No, I hear you. Okay, if you're really so strict and supposed to just eat yeah. enough, uh-huh. that you have strength mm-hmm. to go about your day. Yeah, but not enough to slow you down. Right, 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 right. Um, right. Obviously, uh, I fast okay. every year. Yeah, and we actually advise to fast um, twice a week. Wow. Okay. Yeah, we don't have to, but it's advised. But right. we have to do Ramadan. Okay. Unless, of course, you're you know you've got a condition that stops you. Yeah, or under 12, is that right? Yeah, yeah, if you're Kid. under 12 or, yeah. you know, the infirm, yeah. the unwell. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, does the dates of that change each year? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then at the end, do you get a really exciting feast? Yes, mm. at the end. 
you have to celebrate. You have to come on, do what you can mm-hmm. to mark that day. Amazing. But also, the need you have to be involved to. You have yeah, to yeah. give for a month. You felt what the poor man feels. Mm-hmm. The level of hunger that you feel during Ramadan yeah. as a Westerner. The only person that feels as hungry as you is the homeless person. Yeah. The refugee. Mm-hmm. You know, the poor person. So for a whole month, you've been in their shoes. Hopefully, you feel more compassion towards them now because you've experienced life for a month. Yeah. As they do. Well, Except that you had, you actually had food to eat when yeah, yeah. the sun went up. Oh, man. Amazing. What an amazing experience to put yourself through every year. Yeah, I love <laughs> And it. to know it's coming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. A lot of people get shocked that mm. I can do it without complaining, but I'm like, mm-hmm. I mean, to be fair. What makes you realise how lucky it is that you're doing one out of choice, one once a year. How many people are so poor that they break their fast with intention? Right, right. So, uh, still hungry, there's nothing to eat, but if I could, I would have broken my fast. Yeah, that yeah. still counts. Right, right, right. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm. So, uh, puts things into perspective, you know? Definitely. Oh, Amazing. Oh, I find it also fascinating. Can you tell me the sorts of things that you would have to eat as part of the celebration when the fasting's over? Well, our household is quite multicultural. My okay. wife's Pakistani and I'm Nigerian. <laughs> That's a delicious combination. Yeah, so like, you know, on her end, there'll be the pakoras and samosas and varis mm. and biryani and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. And then obviously, I'm West African Nigerian, so our cuisine, jollof rice, yeah. and, you know, stews... Oh, I'm Real here meats, for this fusion. Plantain. Are your kids um, learning to cook all of this? Yeah. Come on. Yeah, um, they, they, and they appreciate everything as well. They, yeah. it, it can be annoying because they have such a varied palette yeah, yeah, yeah. between them, but, you know, it's good because they can travel anywhere. Yeah, this, that is f- really cool. My daughter at three would request squid. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, I love it. And their spice tolerance is top tier. Yeah. (laughs) I tried to do that by... So my son's dad, it's not... It's got no spice tolerance at all. So I tried to make sure that was offset by eating scotch bonnets when I was pregnant. And it sort of paid off getting there. He likes strong flavours. He likes olives from being a tiny baby, stuff like that. Yeah, mine too. Yeah, I think people underestimate her kids palate like oh yeah they, 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 you see you can only like that stuff once you're old and your taste buds are all dead i tell people like i'm a gamer right mm. judge, judge me if you will mm. but like, i always tell people a child is just an adult with low xp points so <laughs> you can build yeah you, they'll do what you teach them yeah oh yeah um, my daughter's always well, trying to call them having a healthy yeah attitude towards food because yeah as yeah. we know for girls it's very difficult a lot of pressures your body image things like that and things that we don't so we don't talk about body shapes in my house that's cool um my wife power lifts i love it also your your family is so badass this house full of like thick ass women (laughs) and your kids are like into is it jiu-jitsu yeah come on really good so my older daughter does Mm -hmm. Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, Muay Thai, freestyle wrestling, and Judo. <laughs> and cool. Essentially MMA plus Judo. Yeah. Uh, my younger daughter does all the above except Judo for now, because she's not old enough to join the Judo group that right, the right. other one is in. But by the time she turns seven, mm. our hope is her experience in wrestling and Jiu-Jitsu yeah. will make Judo an easy... Easy transition, yeah. Easy skill. But aside from a young... And before they were born, and my kids would do much last, yeah. full stop. I even named my first daughter after a warrior from Islamic tradition. And on her room, next to her, you know, we don't have a Barbie or whatever next mm. to her name, it's a sword. Mm. I think that mentality, something... My child naturally is very soft and gentle, yeah. but I thought, I don't want her to not be soft and gentle. Yeah. And not still be tough. But still be a nice person. You right? can be all of those things. You can be all of those things. You don't have to be a bad girl to be able to deal with idiots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, so little things and the way we raise them from telling them how to say no, which is yeah, a word yeah. that a lot of women are not taught, mm-hmm. as I've seen in my own family, yeah, yeah. where people pressure 
women to do stuff for family. Yeah. So from an early age, if you walk into my house, I'm not telling my daughter go sit on uncle's lap or go yeah, yeah. uncle or her, because that turns to oh go see the CEO at his house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So from early, they have autonomy over their bodies. Love it. I encourage them to eat as much as they like when yep. they like. Yes. So if she wakes up, uh, you know, it's annoying. But if she turns around at like nine o'clock and says she wants to eat, mm. we're feeding her. But then the amount of training that she's doing, she <laughs> might well be hungry at nine o'clock. Yeah, she yeah, trains basically every day after school, sometimes Whoa. twice a day. So like, and she has <laughs> to go up against kids three, four years older than her sometimes. I think it's amazing. I think there's even something else in that, like. Um, that thing about like toughness and softness coming together, I think in a way, especially for young girls, for young women, you can have the confidence to be vulnerable and soft if you know you're strong. You don't need to show it off. It's the same thing, I think, as that, like, people that need to tell you they're funny, you should have already laughed. Like, if you know you're strong, then you've got the, not, it's not big-headedness, it's like genuine surety and confidence to be soft and vulnerable because you know you can hold your own you know you're going to be alright it's really it's so cool and I think we're the first era of humanity that hasn't understood the importance of this dichotomy because if you look in every ancient culture there was a marriage of toughness and wisdom so Homer Sophocles Plato these guys were all at some point in the army Mm -hmm. had military skill Mm -hmm. Sun Tzu Miyamoto Masashi, Ali ibn Abu Talib, Khalid ibn Walid, Joan of Arc. It's a mind of spirituality and also the ability to be tough if you need it to be. My, um, Leonardo da Vinci, people don't know this, but he was incredibly strong. He could bend iron bars. Really? Lift heavy weights. He spent all his time working out when he wasn't doing it. Yeah, yeah. Charlotte Monks, same thing. Mm. They meditated, but they did other stuff too. Yeah, yeah. So, like, my daughters are learning their faith, they're learning their academic mm. stuff. But I thought it's very important that they know that they're still accessible. Like, someone came to my house and asked, Don't your girls do any girly stuff? I said, Like, what? And the girls say, Uh uh-uh. uh. I say, Yeah, what's girly? Yeah. So, what does what, that what mean? Activities mean? Good? Yeah. You know? Yeah. I was like, does your son do any boy stuff? Yeah. Does the son do anything? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's mad that it still sounds as progressive as it does to hear a dad saying that, that, like, you can actually, like, tap into the strength and power in your body as a woman, like, to be brought up with that as something that you don't have to discover in your 30s once you've got confident enough to give it a try. Like, it's joyful to hear. Have you ever had a time where you ate the same thing every day? Yes. I have had a time I the same thing every day when my wife was pregnant (laughs) (laughs) because she was craving the same thing every day oh this is what did you have West African style peanut soup oh nice yum she just wanted that every day (laughs) I had to make that every single day oh mate for nine long months twice she would have like weird things like pizza and spinach. Or, <laughs> or she'd want these particular chips mm-hmm. and they had to be salted. Yeah. And vinegared up and. Yeah. Fish and chip shop yeah, chips. 11 o'clock. Yeah. They use real chips, the yeah, fat yeah. ones, which yeah. my wife is very well, particular about. They are amazing. <laughs> out at 11 o'clock in the freezing cold, you know, standing outside this shop with a bunch of drunk people. Oh, God. To get her chips. Good boy. So, <laughs> that, that was an interesting period. Mm-hmm. Peanut soup almost every day. <clears throat> I mean, I love it, but fucking hell. <laughs> Not anymore. Yeah. I don't think I've made sense. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. You know? <laughs> High protein, superfood, yeah, 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 but I'm not eating it ever again. Yeah. <laughs> It is one of the most delicious things, that soup. But yeah, you can ruin anything. Yeah. If you have to have it every single day for any bunch of time. I'll take you one chicken every day. I would still eat every day. Yeah. Growing up in Nigeria. Yeah. I'm from the north. Shout out to Kaduna. Anyway, I'm from <laughs> northern Nigeria. And my people have a specific style of barbecue. Okay. That the rest of Africa has tried to rip off but doesn't do properly. Okay. Especially West Africa called Suya. And it's like different forms of it. One version 
get steak. I think you cook as ribeye, but as thinly as possible. And the marinade is spices, dried onion, dried ginger, dried garlic, mm. peanut, and beans. Oh. And it's just grilled lightly, then chopped into a newspaper, mixed with onions and tomato. And, um, and we'd have fresh yogurt with that. Oh, yeah. And we ate it with these rice cakes. These rice cakes that were basically blended fermented rice with yogurt and fried, and they looked like crumpets called masa. Oh, they brought you something. Sounds incredible. And every day after basketball, after like two, three hours of basketball over the summer, we would all go and get suya with yogurt and the little um, rice cakes. Oh, I love yogurt. I love savory yogurt. Hot Nigerian sun. So the yogurt was like ice cold. When, when you got it from the shop but by the time we went out to sit down it had already melted and yeah that was that was heaven oh my god that was yeah. amazing I still, I still taste it in there yeah, yeah. I oh, miss I those days man and the bits of the peanuts and beans bit that's a surprise and the yogurt bit comes as a surprise just bringing in that cool sour on top of all those like toasty roasty <clears throat> I can really imagine that and it's the rice cake like a roasty, toasty flavour of rice as well, is it like, or is that more like... The outside is, because it's fried, but the inside is... Mm-hmm. It's it. Soft, soft and more bready, like a crumpet. Like in between a crumpet yeah. and sticky Thai rice, mm. well, with a bit of a sweetness to it and a sourness too. Fucking, come on. Yeah. Sounds really great. You know what? <laughs> Someone that does it, or something close to it, yeah. one day, let's have it. Yeah. Yes! Okay, it's a date. <laughs> mm. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, lovely ones. It's just me quickly popping in to show off some of the best responses you've given me to my listener questions. And it turns out me asking you lot what the weirdest thing you've ever used in order to eat something with was, is the question that just keeps giving me the most glorious answers. You've used some really weird stuff to eat, you lot. We'll start with Abby Shrugs on Instagram, who says, Cereal from a Ziploc bag. Not dry with my hands, like a civilised person, no. I had my oat milk in another Ziploc bag and just put the cereal into the milk, then kind of dot, 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 poured it into my mouth from one corner and most of the Ziploc bit closed. I think it was around 4am and it was the start of our honeymoon. I was sitting in an airport and there's possibly a bleary-eyed photo of me pouring it into my gob. So, I mean, Abby Shrugs, that I love. I love every second of that story. Um, And I won't lie, the honeymoon bit threw me. Stunning work there. Absolutely. That's your sexy holiday, that is. That's the sexiest holiday of your life. And that's how you started it. Respect, Abby Shrugs, for that. Helen Roberts on Twitter, or whatever the fuck it's called now. She says, 
Arrived at hotel too late to get dinner anywhere except Tesco Express. God, it's a sad start, isn't it, to this story, Helen? Right. Oh, it gets worse. Brackets. Which had run out of disposable cutlery. <gasps> Assumed hotel room would have teaspoon. Dun, dun, dun. Ended up eating a goo pot with a coffee stirrer. <laughs> classy. I think Helen's classy. I had a tongue bit. Fuck, I love those pots. And you get a free ramekin. I hope, even though Helen was away from home, that she kept the ramekin. Also, chocolate caramel, Helen, or lemon cheesecake. God, really great work. What patience Helen has. Next, we have a response to this question from Musclebra Boy on uh, X Twitter X boyfriend. They say, I ate a salad with the case of a disposable contact lens. As I didn't have a spoon in my hotel room. Oh, I love this because that that lens case is so small, though, and salad is so big and made of solids. (laughs) It would have been so much more efficient just to just to fist it in with your paws, my friend. Surely. Talking of which. Catheron70 on Instagram says, I have more than once eaten ice cream straight from the tub with my hands while walking home from the store. They say, I stopped after I actually got frostbite on one of my fingers. (laughs) I've also eaten yoghurt with a pen, the foil top lid thingy, and again, my fingers. Oh, frostbite! Oh, we've peaked there. Fuck me, what a treat. That's peak answer. Best answer so far. Frostbite of the fingers. Do you know how cold you have to get? Do you know how much do you know how long she'd have to have spent with her hand in that ice cream to actually get frostbite? That is that is the bet this is the best we've had so far. Thank you. More questions coming all the time. I'm currently hoarding up all the things you lot have ever eaten for a dare. What have you, listener who's listening now, what have you ever eaten for a dare? Want me to maybe read it out or play it on the podcast? Tell us about it via WhatsApp message or voice notes to 07462855271 and make sure you're following at the Hoovering Pod on socials as new questions are coming all the time. Let's get back into this episode. Tell me about the time you ate something even though you had no idea what it was. Have you ever done that? When I was a kid, I ate crocodile. Ooh. Which is actually halal. So, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I had no clue what good it was. luck rearing and then killing in a halal way a <laughs> crocodile. But yeah, I hear you. Yeah, was it? Yeah. I think it's, I mean, they say this about every food that most people haven't in the Western world haven't tried, but is it like chicken? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> me, but right. Okay. Yeah, and you know, the irony of it is, so I come from a place called Kaduna in yeah. Nigeria. Now, in my language, Kada means crocodile. Okay. So Kaduna means loads of them. Right. Thousands of them. Yeah, right? yeah. So we I come from the land of the crocodiles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And apparently, mm-hmm. our ancestors colonized yeah. the area mm-hmm. and pushed the crocs into the river Kaduna. Right, right. So right, there's right. a river. It's named after. And there was a Portuguese. Oh, I got a little scared shiver. That's involuntary. <laughs> oh, wait till you hear the next thing. I, I don't want to get scoffed up by a crocodile. That'd be one of my I least favourite. Have I you? Just, yeah. Shut at, up. At this very restaurant. So. Oh God. There's a place called um, the Portuguese, I think, Brazilian restaurant. Because you have a lot of Brazilians in Nigeria now. Right. It's called the Jacaranda. Mm-hmm. Now in Portuguese, jacare means crocodile. crocodile. And um, one of their delicacies was indeed crocodile. Yeah, and I got given a nod and told me what it was, and I was like, "Oh, that's nice." And they're like, "Yeah, that was his friend." <laughs> no wonder he chased you. Yeah, I mean, I had it coming. I climbed into the enclosure because, as a kid, I was um, how do you say, uh, stupid. <laughs> Very stupid. <laughs> Yeah, um, I, I can't even begin to make up reasons why that was a good idea because mm-hmm. it wasn't. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you what, that motherfucker was fast. Yeah, yeah. Because I saw him and I was like, oh, he's, he's smiling. You know, he's smiling. He's, he's fine. He's harmless. And I climbed over the fence and like they wait. Like, yeah, you, and you could probably think, you could probably now think about it. You can hear what he's thinking to himself. Come closer, Possible. Closer. <laughs> <laughs> and he just went for it like. Yeah, yeah. The, the only thing is they run in a straight line. So you right. can't just run. Yeah, I suppose they're so line. long. They're a bit like a 
deadly sausage dog. Yes. Like you can't take corners well. Yeah. So you don't literally, corner well. I didn't even know that. It just so happens that I ran to an angle so he can just like, oh shit. Yeah. And he just missed. Thank God. Well, yeah. we wouldn't be having this conversation now, would we? If you'd been scuffed up by a crocodile as an urchin. I'm glad you got away with that one. Were you ever... You say you were an intelligent child, but were you ever, like, a fussy kid? Did you ever get a choice to be a fussy kid? Was there ever a food you didn't like as a kid that you like now? So I had a period in my life where I only ate pasta. Really? Yeah. You're full of surprises. And I never finished my food, believe it or not. Yeah, yeah. You know, in case anyone listening to this doesn't understand why that might be hard to believe, uh, there's a lot of me. I'm a large man. Big strong. I'm a lot of man. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a a grande. (laughs) A lot of coffee. So, um, you know, I had a period where I never finished my food. Mm. It used to drive my mom nuts. She'd get really upset. Mm. Because, like, I was really chubby as a baby, and then I lost it all. Right, right. I wouldn't eat. And then... um, all I would eat was macaroni. It had to be macaroni. Yeah. And the typical red sauce that every Nigerian has in their house. Every, if you're Nigerian, you know exactly what I'm talking about. There's one red sauce that we can eat with like multiple things. Right. It goes with rice. It goes with pasta. It goes with bread. Yeah. It goes with plantain. It goes with yeah, whatever. Yeah. Right? So I would eat that with macaroni and only that. For years, and it would drive my mom insane. Yeah. And um, then, uh, and then occasionally, like traditional Nigerian food, I could have like okra, mm-hmm. okra soup. But most of the time, all I wanted was macaroni. And mm-hmm. then I got measles. Ooh. Yeah, that wasn't fun. And um, it was so bad, it was even on my tongue. So it messed up my taste buds. All I could eat was ice cream. And I really shriveled up, like yeah. talking Egyptian mummy. Yeah, you know, Geldof was getting ready to sing for me. <laughs> like, it, it was real bad, you know. Yeah, like I was suffering. I looked like I was from Birmingham, you know. <laughs> it was real bad. So. You know, Nigerian parents are so sadistic as well because all the food that I normally like eating, that's what the fuckers then will start eating in front of me. To oh. All they did was just make me feel worse. Oh. And, you know, I survived that. Yeah. <laughs> I then got injected with what I, I was told was a super powerful vitamin B. Right. And after that, I don't think I've stopped eating. Great. I turned into like, you know, there's this story... In Norse mythology, where uh, Thor and Loki went to Jotunheim, and uh, they were at a Jotunar party, and they were challenged to these party games. One was for Thor to uh, wrestle an old woman, who he almost beat, but she threw him. Then another was for him to drink from um, a big horn of mead, Mm. and he drank for hours, only to just bring it down an inch. And the last thing was for Loki to have an eating competition with this skinny person, and they both ate on different sides of a long trough. Oh, and they both reached the end at the same. But the difference is the other guy also ate the trough itself. And at the end of the party, they were told, the reason you lost was because the old woman you wrestled was actually old age. And nobody wins that battle. And the mead you drank was actually the sea. You couldn't drink all of it. And the person that beat you in the eating competition was fire. Because fire consumes everything. Yeah. From that day, when I got given the vitamin B, I became fire. <laughs> and yes, I know that was long-winded, but that's how my mind works. I love it. ADHD, yeah. motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> that's extraordinary. What? God, you're so, you know so many cool things. I didn't so, know that Norse mythology thing. Being a nerdy kid does that to you. I love it, but also I love the idea of being fire. I mean, it sounds pretty cool to have ended up as those things. I think I'd rather be that than old age. <laughs> the fire's amazing. Do you and your brother get kicked out of a Chinese buffet? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. I once was on holiday with friends. We all love eating big time, and we were ordering. It was in Greece. In Greek culture, like they love to feed, like big. You know, have more, have more, have more. But we were in a restaurant in Greece where that is the culture. We hadn't finished ordering, but because we'd ordered so much, the man walked off. <laughs> 
I've followed him and said, we had more, we did have more to order, and he sort of pretended he couldn't understand me. Asshole. You got chucked out of a buffet. Yeah, my older brother was uh, still a bodybuilder at the time. Oh, God. And he was in the body Oh, God. So think about me and then put me on gear for 10 years. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, he was... He was he's not doing it now. No, no, he's, no. he's not. He's not bodybuilding now. He's still solid guy, but yeah. nowhere near. Yeah. yeah. The, uh, the sheer... <laughs> if he walked into this room, everybody would... Have a think. Okay, hello. I think Hello. the men of my tribe, we have a presence about us. <laughs> yeah. But it, at the time, it was too much. Like yeah, yeah. He was so big that like, even guys that were bigger than him wouldn't fight him because they're like, it's just a waste of time. Yeah. <laughs> Why would I? <laughs> you know? So he, we were in um, this place and he just stacks all the chicken he could <laughs> on his plate. And like, my older brother grew up in Scotland because yeah. our family is weird. Right. So he's like, ah, I'm getting him on his worth. Yeah. Well, like, yeah, how do you do? <laughs> and so this, this guy sings fucking Nigerian family and one oh of them sounds God. like fucking fat bastard from Austin Powers. <laughs> and he's like him. Amazing. And the guy came and said, you can have the takeaway, okay? Go. Oh. Please, have you had enough? Oh, no. I've got 15 minutes left to get me money's worth. And they gave us like Tupperware. Oh, my God. <laughs> You're making your own Norse mythology. You <laughs> kicked us out of my brother was so upset. Was he? Bunch of bastards. Because <laughs> <laughs> you've emptied the kitchen. It's like a tiger that came to tea. <laughs> Joyful. <sighs> you ever want any food? Okay, this is gonna be long winded. I'm up for it. I mean, love the warning. <laughs> not necessarily a prize, but okay. Okay, so first, let me preface this by showing you something. Okay. We can describe it to uh, the listeners. So it's my last grid post on Instagram. That's me. And the Emir of Zaza. Oh my god. So he's part of the Zaria Sultanate, right? The traditional Islamic rulers of northern Nigeria. Because we weren't a country, we were all different. Right. Now, regions. This um, Sultanate was so respected that even the Ottoman did not interfere. And uh, he's passed away now, his son's taken over. Right. But him and my grandfather were friends. And there was a coup in Nigeria. And my grandfather was going to be executed. Because my grandfather then was the second ever High Commissioner of England to Nigeria. Wow. High Commissioner of Nigeria to England. And they were taking out all the former colonialists, even though my granddad was not pro-West, but they were going to execute him. But no traditional rulers were going to be touched. So that guy... Um, because my grandfather was so kind to him when they were growing up, he interceded and said that they were related, so by killing him, they're killing royal blood. Wow. So my grandfather's life was spared. So uh, up until, you know, shortly after that picture was taken, whenever I went to Nigeria, whenever it was Eid, we have a special celebration, the Durba, where they show the last, his ancestor, like, rode through in Nigeria and ousted corrupt rulers and replaced them. So there's a reenactment of that legendary ride. Yeah. And the royal family sits and the horsemen stop just inches away from the royal family and the royal family doesn't move. And that's like our thing, which I think is way cooler than the Jubilee celebration. Yeah. But, <laughs> I like the idea that we could do... Like and, a really uh, English version of it where someone just drives a Land Rover just, really hard at the king and he has to not flinch. A, a narrow trot. Yeah. And, and, um, so I'm gonna, I, th- I think I even have a picture of what I'm going to show you. So off the back of um, that relationship with our grandfather, every year my mum, because it was my maternal grandfather, my mum would go to... Um, we would go and greet the king. 
And we, we get to skip the queue ahead of all these ministers, wow. army officials and whatnot. So this is me, my wife, my mom, we, we skip the queue. And they would give us a for eat um, a ram because, you know, part of celebration for Eid al-Adha uh, to commemorate the story of, you know, Abraham and uh, you know, the, yes. the biblical story of the ram yes. or lamb. You, you do the slaughter yourself. Right. right. Every year he would give us one. Yeah. to do the ritual slaughter with. Yeah. And um, he gave us one, and I named him Rambro. <laughs> God. <laughs> he tried to escape three times. Right. Amazing. And challenged me to a fight, because they do this thing when they stamp on the yeah, yeah, yeah. floor, and then they do that with their head. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I was there. I, I partook in, because I think you should meet me if you can't kill an animal. Yep. Um, which I know some vegans will still be horrified by, but... Sue me. Also, some vegans would agree with that. My partner's vegetarian, and she thoroughly was like... Vegetarian? She, but she would be like, if she could only envisage eating meat if she'd killed it. Does she smile? Yes. And she's not a proper vegetarian, so... <laughs> she's already not listening to this, because she's also Scottish, and she will yeah. have issues with that accent. <laughs> Too bad. <laughs> you know, when, when we took Rambro home, yeah. This is me cooking Rambro. Oh, wow. Outdoors. <gasps> wow. I made sure that his sacrifice wasn't in vain. Yeah. And that he was seasoned properly. <laughs> nice. Lovely. And uh, that's him over a plate oh of jollof rice. Oh, my God. But yeah. Oh, yeah. And, you know, Nigerian spices. Oh, incredible. Look at that. And this is like one, one of the yogurt drinks that I was talking about. Mm. So yogurt oh, mashed nice. with um, millet Ooh, and sour cream. Nice. Called oh, Furadanono for anyone listening. Furadanono. Oh, this is incredible. That was a prize. But that is I an amazing prize. What a great answer. Yeah, sorry, everything is long with me, man. No, so. I like it. Quick fire questions. Oh, I've got a horrible one. Would you rather drink the tears of a child or the water from a freshly flushed toilet? Tears of a child. Easy. Ever eaten something you found in a tree? A fruit. Oh, well done. Um, ever eaten something you found in a car? Yes. A Snickers? <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah, was it? Yeah, no, I just made that up. On a, on a way to a gig, they, yeah, yeah. and the car had... Treats. It was one of those things where they give you yeah, a yeah. to the gig. Oh, nice. So, and there's like some... Tr- yeah, this is quite easy, man. Oh, yeah. think oh no, nice it wasn't ever going to be a quiz. <laughs> well, I thought it was I want like you to have some answers. morally questionable... Oh. <laughs> oh, we'll get to that. Oh, God. Uh, no other option, would you eat a person? No. No. Really? You'd rather starve? Mm-hmm. Really? I think there's no harm. What if I'd killed it and killed them and cooked it? And they were the only two people left. And they, and they were an absolute weapon. Nah, I no. think there's no turning back in cannibalism. Right. I think anything else you could stop. But once really? you've eaten a person... Oh, yes. God, you know what? It's been ages since I thought about that. What, the trauma of it, then you would become so ruined, probably life not worth living. Yeah. And, you know, doesn't isn't there like a disease associated with that? Like, no idea. All I... My, um understanding of it has come entirely from fictional films that have given me nightmares as opposed yeah. to any science or yeah. actual reading about it. So I watched it. a programme about, you know, animals oh, no. and yeah. Oh, they, no. yeah. I'm going to get nightmares. I, I'm not going to go yeah, into we'll detail. Leave it. But we'll, yeah, leave think, we'll leave that there. We'll leave that there. I got scared. Why did you have someone in mind? it's <laughs> time. <laughs> <laughs> Scar from The Lion King and the hunter from Bambi have a baby and it's the most evilest fucker in the land. It starts a fresh new apocalypse starting with baby lion cubs and baby deers. Dealings? It kills all them first. What an asshole. Luckily, it's agreed to have never happened. But only if you, and it does have to be you, Nabil, gargle the theme tune to a touch of frost on a loop for the entire time it takes you to American Flatfoot Dance from here in Beckenham all the way to the Grand Canyon where it was most likely invented. It sounds impossible, but you do it. You're a hero. You go down in history as the man who saved us all from a really terrible apocalypse. Um, your reward is the adulation of all people for all time. Go down in history as a god. <laughs> 
basically. But your reward in the moment, and bearing in mind, you've just danced from here to America with a busy mouth from the gargling's and no one could give you any snacks. It's the feast of your dreams. This is the opposite of a last meal, because you're the happiest and the hungriest it is possible to ever imagine being. I want to know what you're going to eat, what you're going to drink. I love how seriously you're taking this from me off. I want to know what you're going to eat and what you're going to drink in that fantasy situation. I don't care about the consequences of anything you eat. I don't give a fuck about nutrition. Any of that. This is a fantasy. I want to fly in the best Suya guy from Nigeria. Yes. And then fly in a whole Wagyu cow and have him start with that. Then while he's doing that, I want someone to go to Indonesia and bring me the best street food chef. Mm. And I want him to cook with the fresh vegetables that the Monasanto brothers use in their dinner room. Because, you know, they, they, do, they eat organic stuff, not the shit that they give the rest of the world. Then I want fresh buffalo milk Whoa. used to make me a smoothie from organic soursop, passion fruit, rambutan. Uh, I also want to be served hmm, halal Brazilian barbecue as well, right? Yeah. And I want a goosey soup, it's a Nigerian dish, and pounded yam cooked for me by the presidential chef of Nigeria. Amazing. And served to me by <laughs> Steve Bennett. <laughs> and Alfie Brown. While they're both being flogged simultaneously. And then I'll give them reviews. What a naughty ending. Gloriously, it won't mean anything at all to people outside of comedy, but to absolutely anyone inside of comedy, quite a salty choice of ending there by Nabil. Hooey, bit of fun. If you've got no idea who he's on about there, I'm sure he'd happily explain. He's similarly bold on Instagram. He is at manlikenabs, M-A-N-L-I-K-E-N-A-B-Z on the socials and get out and see him touring his show the purple pill it's on tour right now for the next few months go 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 details of where to get tickets are on his website actually nabilabdulrashid.com forward slash events or as ever there's a link in the podcast notes my 2024 brand new tour show metal also goes on sale this week or next week if you're listening to this as soon as it comes out keep your everything peeled please and snap up tickets fast i'm doing a whopper of a tour and hopefully 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 coming to near you Oh, I do hope you lot can all come. Follow us on social media at The Hoovering Pod. I'm on at Jessica Foster Send us voice notes, pictures, WhatsApps to 07462855271. Email us, thehooveringpod at gmail.com. I'll be storing all your beautiful offerings up and discussing them in future episodes. Keep an eye on our social media for any specific questions and topics that we'll be asking you to contact us about. Links to everything interesting mentioned today are, as ever, in the podcast notes. Hoovering is presented and created by me, Jessica Fosterkew. The music is by Jake Yap, and it was produced by Laura Grimshaw. Until in two weeks, happy hoovering. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.